Will the markets have another taper tantrum? An inflation warning from Deutsche Bank. And let's talk about the next leg up that JP Morgan is predicting in the markets. This is the Running With The Money podcast. Let's get into it. We're back. It's Monday. Another week of opportunities in a beautiful market. But until we get into the biggest headlines of the day per usual, we need to talk about what is going on with this market at the very moment. So today the market closed with the Dow Jones down 126, NASDAQ up 67, the S&P 500 up three, and the VIX completely flat. Um, Meanwhile, when it comes over to yields, yields also mostly not really doing anything. The US 10-year yield is still sitting at 1.569%. So really not much movement overall in the markets today. Meanwhile, over the weekend, oil, which we will spin back around to in the middle of the show, but oil uh, hitting over $70 a barrel on Sunday, um, and that is one of the highest levels we have seen since mid-2018. So oil continuing to move even higher, gold moving slightly higher today as well as silver. So what is going on in the markets? Well, today was mostly a flat day, not much action really. You saw the financials, the industrials, the basic materials, the consumer defensive names kind of fall back as well as the semiconductors. Meanwhile, the FANG names, Apple, Microsoft, Google, Facebook, and so on, Amazon, all of those pretty much flat, majority green, Amazon continuing to move to the downside. Um, But why is this money flowing back into technology? Um, Well, it comes from, you know, people think possibly the inflation fear is starting to ease. Um, Crazy that they could think that when we're in the midst of seeing insane inflation, but it is okay. We won't talk about that um, for a few minutes. But at the moment, a lot of money flowing back into technology, and this would be my advice. This is what I am doing. Um, while right now you're seeing a tad bit of weakness in these value names, the industrial names, the energy names, the consumer defensive names, the basic materials, the consumer sysicals, um, I am looking for opportunities in those names. I'm looking for opportunities, for instance, in the aerospace and defense area right now. I initiated a position today in Lockheed Martin. I like it, the valuation compared to a lot of peers is quite low. Um, and I think they'll continue to see outsized um, upside, especially as that defense spending simply remains consistent. Um, we have seen that defense spending isn't getting knocked big time by the Democrats um, in that currently a power in Washington. Typically, um, defense stocks don't do the best under Democrats, but um, a lot of these names are starting to trend and create a significant upward trend, partially due to the fact that people are realizing they've been out of favor for way too long and defense spending has remained consistent and that is great for those names, just consistent defense spending. And as we see tensions rise with, for instance, China and Russia, in all likelihood, people are going to speculate there as well. So possibly some opportunity over there, not to mention the fact that Lockheed Martin, your Boeing, your Raytheon, um, all those names are just amazing companies as well. They're excellently run companies um, and they do a very, very good job over there. Solid management teams, big dividends. I love them. 
But shifting into the financials um, per se, those names also fly. You saw JP Morgan and a Bank of America in a city um, all kind of just muted today. A Wells Fargo just eking out again. A Goldman Sachs down. Um, so at the end of the day, we have a lot of mixed action. We have a lot of the names that have been deemed the great reopening plays falling behind today. Meanwhile, um, the technology names getting a lot of love. Your Square, your Shopify, your Salesforce, your Adobe, your Oracle, those names getting a lot of love today. So it's interesting to see. Now, shifting into the biggest headlines of the day, the market continues to fear the Fed, but people really don't know where they're going. You have one part of the market that's significantly underestimating inflation, and you have another part of the market that is saying, uh, guys, inflation's going to be a major issue. So today, um, we actually, in the past few days, we have gotten a few comments from Fed officials. In fact, um, we've gotten quite a bit of comments in the talking about tapering those purchases of bonds um, and those bond purchases, those monthly asset purchases that the Fed has been continually pushing. Those That $120 billion in monthly asset purchases, they're talking about now pulling those back. In fact, um, they are saying, according to CNBC, that tapering could start, could start, an announcement of tapering could start uh, perhaps in, in late summer or early fall. That's on quote, perhaps in late fall or early or late summer or early fall, which is crazy. The fact that they are already considering that and their initial targets um, to start pulling back, raising rates and actually start uh, tampering these asset purchases and, you know, basically propping up the markets, I would call it. Um, their initial target was like 2022, 2023. And they're talking about doing this now um, in mid 2021. Uh, so is inflation really transitory? Is the Fed starting to get worried about that? Well, Deutsche Bank had a message on that. But before we go to that, let's, I mean, let's read a quote that came directly out of the Cleveland Fed president. She said, unquote, as the economy continues to improve and we see it in the data and we get closer to our goals, we're going to have discussions about our stance of policy overall, including our asset purchase programs and including our interest rates. So she's somewhat implying there that, yeah, as the economy heats back up, you're also going to see this inflation come in and we can't constantly be stimulating the market. And we're going to have to talk about tampering down or tapering our stimulus or our backing of the market once the economy gets back to full levels or once it gets back to a very recovered level. Um, and you're already seeing, and we just mentioned one highlight of inflation. You're seeing oil get back to the highest levels we've seen since 2018. Now, that's not insane, but will oil continue to push even higher? I mean, it's quite an upward trend we've seen in oil in just the past six months alone, and we're starting to see these prices rise even more. In fact, here's an example. Just locally, um, there. You, if you talk to anyone who is in the gas business, they're saying gas prices are only going to continue to move higher. Um, oil is only going to continue to move higher. And that is the word a lot out of a lot of firms currently on the street. Um, so is that all just inflation? No, obviously not. Um, but part of it is definitely pushed by inflation. And we're seeing inflation across the board. We're seeing it in pretty much everything. Um, and then we're seeing supply chain backups on top of that. So the inflation is definitely a major issue. And Deutsche Bank is raising a flag on it. They are warning that inflation is coming. In fact, they said, quote, the effects could be devastating, particularly for the most vulnerable in society. Now, 
Deutsche Bank released this note today, um, and it was out of consensus, really, with the rest of the street. Um, and according to CNBC, this warning was just like out of the blue. Deutsche Bank just released this note, um, and they basically said, you know, at the end of the day, we're we're disagreeing with Wall Street and the Fed on inflation. Um, they said, quote, the consequence of delay will be greater disruption of the economy and financial activity than would be otherwise be the case when the Fed does finally act. They went on to say, in turn, this could create a significant recession and set off a chain of financial distress around the world, particularly in emerging markets. So Deutsche Bank, they're issuing a warning here that the Fed is going to act too late, and they're issuing a warning in the article um, by CNBC here. They said that, in essence, Deutsche Bank noted that the continued focus on stimulus and the pushing or the dismissal that inflation is real and it's just transitory is a mistake in the near term and that in 2022 and 2023 you are going to see major inflation issues and I couldn't agree more and we're already starting to see the fact that the Fed could be very wrong here I mean if you took a look at the you know personal consumption expenditures um, and those price indices those are insanely above the expectation of two percent inflation that the Fed set so already inflation outdoing the goal of the Fed and does that imply that the Fed is somewhat wrong here? I think the Fed could be very wrong on inflation. They've been wrong before. They were wrong in the great financial crisis when it came to everything that was involved in that. That wasn't inflation, but there was definitely underlying issues, and the Fed was wrong. In fact, at some points, they lied to the public. So can we really trust the Fed on this? Um, now, I'm not questioning uh, the Fed's smarts. I am definitely not doing that. But at the end of the day, um, some investors have to do their own research on the economy and they have to get all of the viewpoints across the market. And at the end of the day, when you have some of the biggest banks out there, such as Deutsche Bank, warning that inflation could be a major issue, I mean, we have to take it seriously. So that is what Deutsche Bank is saying on inflation. I'm somewhat in agreement with them on inflation is going to be a bigger issue. And that is why I continue to look to those value plays. And this also leads us right into what is JP Morgan saying about the next leg up? What are they saying about the next upside in the market? So JP Morgan um, came out with a note um, and their experts came out with a note and Kalanovic, uh, the firm's chief global market strategist, came out with a note um, and they said, quote, and he said, Kalanovic said, quote, the next leg higher is likely upon us following the sideways move in markets and bond yields over the past two months. These physicals expected to do better again versus defensives. JP Morgan went on to say, despite peaking in some activity indicators, the market is likely to get comfortable that growth will remain significantly above trend in 2H, supported by both consumer and CapEx. Now, um, the Kalanovic out of JP Morgan. He also went on to say, quote, our market outlook, our outlook remains positive for risky asset classes with expectations for equities and commodities to have the highest return and bond yields to continue their move higher. Both of those are implying that inflation is going to continue to move higher as well. This pro-risk view is driven by the ongoing recovery from the pandemic, accommodative monetary stance from the global central banks, more stimulus, and still below average positioning in risky asset classes such as equities and commodities, the note said. 
Now, um, at the end of this article, and I'm not sure a lot of people will catch it, and these are all articles pulled from CNBC, Market Watch, um, and all this news is coming out all at once today in the last few days. Um, JP Morgan also noted, uh, basically said, quote, this is just that it is premature to come back to tech, but value in value-oriented sectors should continue to outperform. So JP Morgan is betting that the next leg up is in the value plays and not the tech plays. And that due to the underestimating of inflation in the Fed's tapering, that in essence, um, this is going to lead value even higher. And I 100% agree. And that is why I simply just noted a few minutes ago that I myself am looking to add more value names to my portfolio, more inflation related, more inflation happy names to my portfolio, because technology had such a huge run throughout 2020. And that's not to say that it can't have a big run in 2021, but most of those names have been flat for the past few months here. And I think they'll continue to consolidate while in the meantime, those value names outperform as the economy recovers and inflation continues to move to the upside. And if inflation continues to move to the upside, those inflation-friendly names are obviously going to do better. So your energy tends to do very well under inflation. Your REITs tend to do very well under inflation. Your industrials tend to do better under inflation and so on, et cetera, your big banks as well. So it's definitely something to pay attention to, a very inflation-related episode today. But out of JP Morgan, Deutsche Bank, and the Fed, it seems they are all looking at inflation as an even bigger risk. The Fed the least, which is very worrying. The Fed should be on top of this, not just making excuses and saying it's transitory. If it's truly transitory, show me the data that proves it's transitory. And so far, they're not. So far, this a lot of economists are saying, this is simply normal inflation. This is inflation that we have seen in the past, you know, 100, 200 years, um, and it is coming back and it's going to come back strong. So definitely something to pay attention to. Now, shifting into the biggest analyst calls of the day, we got Piper Sandler reiterating Chipotle as a top pick. I love Chipotle. It is one of my favorite food plays in the entire market. Why? Well, they brought in a lot of those digital ordering features throughout the pandemic, and they are doing excellently with them. In fact, they're seeing big time um, growth simply due to those digital ordering features being um, locked in, initiated. Um, also, fantastic management team over. Over there, the stock has a long, a great long-term upward trend. I like to see it. In the past six months, it's very much been consolidating. So possibly a solid buy opportunity because it is at a major support at the moment. It's been bouncing off of for I would say the past five months off of this, I would right around 1300 price point. So possibly a solid buying opportunity coming up here. If this stock gets back down to 1300, personally, if I was looking for a food play or a higher end food play, I definitely look at Chipotle as one of those top picks. Morgan Stanley reiterated Microsoft as overweight. I like this Microsoft, one of the best and most well-run companies in the world. They're going to continue to outperform over the next 10 to 20 years. I um, mean, if you're looking, for an excellent uh, large mega cap technology name to add the per to add to your portfolio. Well, Microsoft is definitely one to take a look at, and obviously Morgan Stanley believes that as well. Now, Piper Sandler also made a big call on Visa to overweight from neutral. I'm um, saying really, they actually in the note said that they expect Visa to outperform Mastercard this year, um, and they also expect Visa to benefit more from 
actually quite a few factors. So definitely go check that note out if you're interested in Visa at all. I like Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, and Square. Um, those payments names, those credit services names are excellent. But if you're looking to the future, I think FinTech is the way to go and PayPal and Square are two top FinTech plays that I would definitely take a look at. And um, compared to the past 12 months, they're trading at prices that really are kind of um, more moderate than what they have been. You know, you take a look at, for instance, Square, and it is way off those highs. It's still just around 216. It was way up to 280, um, the mid-280s. So definitely check that out. PayPal is another one of those names. If you take a look at PayPal, an excellent fintech name. They're also big time in the credit services you'll see that they were all the way up over 300. They were all the way up to 306 bucks a share, and now they're back down to 260. So it could be some long-term buying opportunity on those names, but I'd prefer to add some of those value and industrial names to my portfolio prior to loading even more up on technology names. And then finally, Deutsche Bank reiterated Apple as a buy. They had a big day today, releasing a bunch of big information over there at their, well, their annual um, WWDC conference that they have where they usually drop um, news on, for instance, iOS. Today, they dropped information on iOS 15 for iPhones, iPad OS 15 for iPad, Mac OS, um, the new Mac OS, uh, Watch OS 8 for Apple Watch, and much more. Big changes to Apple Maps, etc. But all very interesting stuff coming out of Apple. Um, and at the day, right now, I take a look at Apple's charts, and I have to agree, it is a buy, 100% a buy. If you take a look at the six-month charts, this thing has been flat. Um, Apple has actually been flat since way over in just about July of 2020, mid-July, late July of 2020. It's really been flat since then. Um, and if you take a look at the performance, it's really not up too much. In fact, in the past three months, it's only up 8%. On a year-to-date basis, it's down 5%. Um, and, you know, on a three-month basis, I mean, you compare those performances year to date down 5%. Um, so it's really been flat for the year, down for the year. Um, and on a three-month basis, it's only up 8%. So it's really still in that choppy range in between its high of 145 down to about 120. So I like Apple here for the long term as well. Now, shifting into the overall market to round out the show, the watch list, a few solid names that I'm watching. As I have said, I'm very, very much digging into the aerospace and defense space. I continue to like Boeing. I think you could buy Boeing at 252 and in 12 months be up on it 100%. I will continue to hold Boeing. And if it dips, I'll add even more. I think Boeing will push even further to the upside. At the end of the day, Boeing is one of two major players in the large passenger aircraft. You got Boeing, and then, of course, you have Airbus, and then there's a few smaller names, but it's really Boeing and Airbus. Now, yes, um, Boeing is losing some customers to Airbus, but at the same time, Airbus is losing some customers to Boeing. At the end of the day, and we've seen this example um, throughout the past year in orders. For instance, you've seen a few of the major airlines go to Boeing um, in the past few years instead of Airbus, where they usually went, and vice versa. But Boeing is an excellent company, um, and they've been going through their crises. And as you know, I've called it an underdog play. If you want to hear even more on Boeing, go back in the past few episodes, even the last three, we've talked about Boeing plenty. So I'm not going to talk about it much today, but Overall, they're getting their stuff back together. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff still to get back in line. And I think they'll get it back in line. And they're an American company. And I like to invest in American companies because I do not 
bet against America. I invest with America, and I believe that American companies are the best companies around and that they will pull it off. Now, there are a lot of other great names in the aerospace and defense area. For instance, you have Raytheon Technologies, which I absolutely love. You have Lockheed Martin, an excellent company. I just added that and initiated that in my own portfolio today. You also have Northrop Grumman, an excellent defense company. So there's a lot of great companies over there. But let's not leave out Honeywell and GE, which do huge business with, for instance, Boeing. So there are a lot of of great names out there, um, especially in the aerospace and defense area that you should definitely check out. And an example of how low um, these valuations are compared to others, if you take a look at Lockheed Martin, they currently have a forward PE of 14 times, Raytheon 17 times. Um, Northrop, theirs is even you know more in line at 14.5 times. So Overall, the aerospace and defense, those valuations, I really like. They're much lower. And the banks, um, the big banks, those valuations in comparison to the overall market are quite low. JP Morgan, forward PE of 13.8 times. Bank of America, forward PE of 13.9 times. And they're all hovering right around an average of 13, 11 to 13 times which I love. So a lot of the big banks, a lot of those consumer sysicles or those sysicles are still down. Those inflation-friendly plays are still at much, much, much lower valuations compared to those super high-flying tech names. Now, part of that's simply due to the fact that one is a cyclical and one is growth, and growth tends to trade at higher valuations. But at the same time, those growth valuations are still extremely elevated. I mean, Square is trading at a forward PE of 102 times alone. You have Shopify at a forward PE of 246. Um, so at the end of the day, a lot of great names, a lot of fantastic names um, are trading at high valuations, and a lot of fantastic names are trading at low valuations. And I am currently targeting, and I think a lot of people should take a hard look at the areas that are low valuation, or, or currently trading at low average valuations and are inflation friendly. I think there's outside upside potential in those names um, for the near to long term. So really the next, I would say six months to four years when a lot of these mega banks and economists are expecting inflation to hit the hardest. That's simply my opinion, but that does not mean give up on tech. Those names are still great names and they're going to continue to grow and those stocks will likely move higher um, as well simply due to the fact that they're going to see outsized growth but probably not you know parabolic moves like we have seen off of those March lows that's simply my opinion and this was another episode of the running with the money podcast I'm excited to be back full time we are back three days a week finally we got through all the holiday seasons um, but at the end of the day we are here. I say it a lot. But anyway, um, we are here to talk to markets, do the research, and everything else. Um, a breakdown is dropping tonight, Monday night. Today's Monday. Um, on AMC, a few hot takes over on AMC dropping tonight. Um, but at the end of the day, it's going to be great research if you're interested in the company at all. There's also a ton of free information on runningwiththemoney.com, so definitely go check it out. Um, in the meantime, do the research before you buy, invest in fundamentally strong companies, and invest for the long term, and you will likely be successful. Easily profit trade on, and I will see you on Wednesday.